Hi, this is Sounding the Alarm, and I am a voice from the heartland. My name is Paul. I want to thank first, I want to thank those who are listening in the Netherlands. Thank you. I'd also like to thank those that are listening in Canada, a longtime ally, ally and good neighbor. I want to thank those listening in Germany. Danke schön. And also thank those listening in Taiwan. Sheshe. Although I know that's my brother Matt, so thank you, Maddie. Good brother. So we're sounding the alarm. It's also been brought to my attention that some of you cut out early. You don't have time to listen. I understand that. But before you go, take a second, share it with someone who has the time, and ask them to listen for you. Or make a donation and sponsor an episode once a month. There you go. Before you cut out, do one of those two things and help a brother out, brother. All right, Johnny, Mace. All right. Sounding the... I'm going to sound the same two alarms because that's what pounds in my Italian heart. And they are fascism and uh, racism, and I'm going to sound them for as long as they're pounding that hard. And I'm sorry, Richard Brooks. And I'm sorry, George Floyd. Two people that if I had been co-workers with, I probably definitely would have had a beer with them had they offered me one. They seem like very decent folk. And I'm sorry to have witnessed what we all witnessed, a societal lynching. Something the uh, Republicans can't quite bring themselves to ban. They can't even ban lynching. Watching them right now is like watching slave owners in the face of emancipation it's like it's incredible it's incredible and you got their leader saying you know it's law and order and some people don't know they need it and we're going to provide it for them i've heard that in so many racist movies oh my god I can uh, reference uh, In the Heat of the Night. He sounds like the guy in the uh, green room that Sidney Poitier slaps in the face. Sounds just like him. How did he get in the White House, people? How? The only... I'm in a lot of... I have a lot of mixed feelings going on because... I feel like the end of this is is coming near and it makes me hopeful. He's going to be out soon. That's what it feels like. And that gives me hope. Because with so many people out and so much shit happening, 
the opportunity for change and growth and the opportunity to be great is great. And when I think of that, that's what this country, that's what has always made this country what it is, the people. The people are great. LL Cool J just said it. It's what's it's what he's noticing. It's it's global, it's huge, it's you know. The American people have always been we are the youngest of all the world powers. We're the baby. We're only two hundred years old. We're not even two yeah, we're just over two hundred years old. Well, what what are we? Seventeen seventy six, eighteen seventy six, nineteen seventy six. About two hundred and sixty. We're not very old. China is thousands of years older. France is thousands of years older. We were. England's, England's thousands of years older. We were England's newest toy when we became independent. We didn't like it. We didn't like it one bit. And we became independent right off the bat. Well, not right off the bat. Shit, took 160 years of English people just treating our land like however the fuck they wanted and our people like however the fuck they wanted and owned the place. It was given to them by the queen. And then she said, don't don't mess with the Indians too much because they look Spanish and I don't want to piss off the uh, king of Spain, which just opened the doors to the Africans just being the slaves and not the Indians, although the Indians were... Let's not even get into that. And the Italians were here first. The Ameri America is named after an Italian named Amerigo. That was his first name. I can't remember his last name. Velspucci or something. That's what we're named after. And then eventually we broke up into states because that's what happens with a new land. It breaks up into warlords and then states, which is exactly what happened. And like I said, I, I try to provide highlights. I, I didn't say that, but I, if you did, for all those all, all the people who cut out on me early, you know, I try to provide highlights, at least a highlight or two every every episode. I'm like a I'm like a five cent Michael Jordan. I'll give you a highlight. Although I'm sorry, MJ. I'm not even a five cent MJ, but I'm just gonna say, put it out there. I try to. I try to be a five cent MJ. I try to put a highlight out there and I'll give you one. This is how I felt after. 
Rashad Brooks. Because I know someone that, that did that, a white man that did that. He was at a concert. This was a long time ago, but here's the difference. He went to a concert. This is, he was telling the story afterwards. And he said he was nervous about going because it was in another state and there was a warrant out for him. And he got piss-ass piss drunk, passed out in his car, or decided to sleep it off. He knew he was drunk. He decided to sleep it off in the car. Next thing he knew, the police were knocking on his window. He rolled down the window and he said, Officer, I knew I drank too much. I pulled over to sleep it off and I'll, I'll go home in the morning. And he said, that's fine, but you did not pull over. I don't know which state he was in, probably the one without the warrant. But they let his ass pull over. I don't remember the exact ending. He either got to pull over and sleep it off, or he spent the night in jail. Well, he wouldn't have spent the night in jail because then the warrant would have came up. So he got off scot-free. Richard Brooks died because of the color of his skin, and that's what makes me sad. And that's what makes me feel like reading this to you. Turning and turning in the widening gyre. The falcon cannot see the falconer. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed. And everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Surely some revelation is at hand. Surely the second coming is at hand. The second coming. Hardly are those words out when a vast image out of spiritus mundi troubles my sight. Somewhere in the sands of the desert, a shape with lion body and the head of a man, a gaze blank and pitiless as the sun, is moving its slow thighs while all about it real shadows of the indignant desert birds. The darkness drops again. But now I know that twenty centuries of stony sleep were vexed to nightmare by a rocking cradle. And what rough beast, its hour come round at last, marches towards our White House to do work. I mean harm, to do harm. I messed up at the end because I changed it. 
That is The Second Coming by William Butler Yeats, an Irish poet and activist, someone who fought for the freedom of his country with a gun and a pen. The Irish have an interesting history as well. Being I'm quarter Irish, I, I delved into it a little bit when I directed an Irish play and went to Ireland to get the rights for it. The Irish wanted independence from Britain too. But the Irish were like their original colony, their first colony, because they were so close by. The Irish had already owned them for a thousand years by the time they got their new toy, America. So the Irish had already been slapped down. Their language had been taken away from them, and the King's Queen's English was the new language, just like they tried to do in India, just like they did in India. Took the Indian language away and said, you speak the Queen's English, or you go to jail. And that's what happened in Ireland. But after America declared independence and got away with it, the Irish tried it too. They tried it in the 1920s, only they didn't really succeed. They have an island of 32 counties. England ruled the island. The Irish wanted it. The English starved them, basically tried to commit genocide. That's when part of my bloodline came to America during the potato famine, where the Irish were treated like dirt. So I have that fight in me, that Irish fight. I know that because I... Have you ever done something where you just feel your immigrant blood in you? This like oddly odd sense of familiarity with something you've never done before? First time I felt it was riding a bike. I was, a friend of mine had given me a bike and I was riding and I was riding for, you know, seeing how long I could ride, how fast I could ride, how far I could ride. And at one point I was just like, my legs had been going so long that I could feel that this was familiar. Somewhere, somewhere in my past I did this highly repetitive physical thing. I don't know what it was, but somewhere in my immigrant blood I had done this type of it felt like it might have been some sort of labor. I'm guessing slave labor. Because Irish were slaves. And I'm watching these slave owners try to make policy. They put out their their black slave owner to do it. He still won't ban chokeholds. He still won't make lynching a federal crime. 
I don't want to call him an Uncle Tom, Tim Scott. I don't want to degrade your race. But you're a fucking pussy, brother. You're a fucking pussy. Big time pussy. Like Mitch McConnell, big time pussy. And I thought maybe you deserved to be in the Senate. But you don't. This is going to be a great time of change ahead of us. This is, this is what's exciting about this, you know. Movies influenced me a lot. I'm like a, a Frank Capra American. I believe that, like LL Cool J said, people are inherently good. That's why we're all out there. That's why this country is great. We're the only country that put that as an ideal. That was the experiment. Believe and govern benevolently. We've lost that. We've gone the other way. This guy is goes out of his way to hurt people. That's why I tried to end the poem. To do harm. It's a beautiful poem. I had it hanging up when I directed an Irish play called Richard's Cork Leg. And it was written it was um, written by Brendan Bean and it was called Richard's Cork Leg because he said the English made the best cork legs in the uh, in the world and that's uh, what they gave the Irish people after they blew their legs off. They shot people who fought for independence. They shot one of them while he was in his wheelchair. They executed him in his wheelchair. Barbaric. Barbaric. Like gassing people in the street. People you say you are of. I'm just happy. I'm going to go out probably and protest every Saturday. Just so that I'll do my part in not letting it die down too much. I'll keep going out there because I'm not... We can't stay in this fucking abusive relationship. We need out of it right now. He's gaslighting us into oblivion and he's taking the Constitution with him. And what's the media doing? Are they asking... Are they asking why do you endorse a DOJ that puts party over country? Are they asking the Republican Senate why you endorse a fascist takeover of our, of our executive branch? Why would you endorse that type of behavior? That's the type of behavior that exists. Come on, media. Ask about it. Don't wait for someone else to call it. Call it. Say it's a fascist attempted takeover of our executive branch. Ask the next senator that walks by. How much more damage do you think our Constitution can take before it breaks? Ask the next senator. Why haven't you stood up for your country against fascism? Ask them, why did you violate your oath when you did not choose to impeach him? Why? Ask them hard questions. Make them answer. Ask them. And Facebook. Fuck Facebook. You know... Remember when Facebook was brought before Congress 
about the 2016 election. They went through some bad PR. Right after that, did you notice, or was it just me? There was a small article in the paper. It was pretty small. It said Facebook reports record profits. And I thought to myself, how could you go through such bad PR and then post record profits? Foreign money. They're taking foreign money. Those mother greedy motherfuckers are taking foreign money. Fuck Facebook. If they were if they were patriotic, they would shut that bitch down during election years because it's being abused. Hillary Clinton probably would have been up 15 points like Joe Biden is if Russia hadn't have been fucking around on Facebook for six months prior to the election. That's what I'm guessing. Only Russia's probably going to leave him hanging this time. That's what it looks like. The fight got a little bit bigger than they wanted because, well, the fight just got big because we're in the streets. So keep the fight big. Let's make it big and bold. Make bold. You know what we can do? You know what we should do? We have a blueprint for crying out loud. The Constitution... I will fight for that for that opening paragraph of the Constitution. I will go down in the streets every week for that. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, promote the general welfare, provide for common defense, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this new constitution for the United States of America. One word different, new. Combine the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and have the best American minds on it and get something we can all stand up for with our hands on our heart and pledge allegiance to the flag of. That's what we have the power to do. That's the Frank Capra beauty we can find in this moment if we keep it big and keep it going. First thing that has to happen is this guy's got to leave the White House. We've got to put people in positions to make policy who will be bold, who will be benevolent. And there's got to be, there probably shouldn't be any white men on this committee to rewrite the Constitution and the Bill of Rights as one Constitution. It could be a beautiful thing. People hint at new beginnings and new this and just like they hint at he's almost like a fascist 
No, yeah, we can do a new beginning. We have the blueprint. We just got to update it. It needs it. It demands it. We demand it. Black, brown, Asian, there's women. Too many are not represented. That has to change. That has to change. Impeached presidents should not be wielding power. That has to change. There's some no-brainers in there. They just weren't ready for it. Indicting a sitting president has to change. But that's a guideline. That's the Democrats were just fucking pussies on that. If you, if our country doesn't mean enough for you to challenge a fucking guideline, then you're the, you're the wrong one for the job. Fucking lawyer, pussy-ass lawyers, come on. Where are the great American spiritus mundis? Are better spirits. That's what made us great, and that's what I believe in. And that's why I sound the alarm. Because I was asking myself, why sound the alarm? Because really, it feels like hope is lost. So I asked myself, would Paul Revere have sounded the alarm? if the Brits were already there and in power and wielding it like slave owners, would he still sound the alarm? And my Frank Capra American spirit says yes, yes. In that instance, you sound the alarm. You sound it no matter what. Even if God himself told you, don't sound the alarm. If it's true, you sound it. You have to. Because you don't know what's going to happen between now and then. You sound it. God might even change his mind. You do it because it's true. And it's right. And that's why we're the greatest country in the world. And that's why everyone wants to come here. Because it gives them the chance to be the best them they can be. And if somebody's greater than someone else, so what? So fucking what? We're all trying to be as great as we can be. If someone's better than you, applaud them. But don't take anything away from yourself. You're in the same great country. You have the same great opportunities under our new constitution. So let's fight. Hey, if you have any, any uh, ideas for signs that I can make, send me a message. Because I'm going to go down there Saturday with my sister. I thought about that uh, Middletown story I told where someone told me when I was in high school that a lot of people wanted to see me fail in life and I can't remember exactly who said it. I know it was an adult 
and it must not have been someone I cared about their opinion or else I would have remembered who it was. So I'm thinking it was someone who worked in the office of the school. And I'm pretty sure it was an adult because a kid wouldn't say that. If a kid wanted to see you fail in life, you knew it. Only the adults hit it. So it was an adult and they were talking about other adults. So yes, the racism I felt growing up in Middletown was from the adults and not the kids. But the kids are out there probably voting for Barking Clown when they know better. Just like going to his rally. Are you really going to go to his rally? Do you really not value yourself? Do you think he gives a fuck whether you come back and get your mom sick? Do you think he gives a fuck about that? He doesn't. He wants you to come. What does that tell you about the kind of person he is? He wants you to put your life on the line for him. He is not going to do anything for you. Trust me on that. He will take your health insurance. He will take your social security. He wants it all. He wants all the money. All the fucking money. And you're going to go. And you're going to cheer on racism. And fascism. And be as un-American as he is. At first I thought it was odd that you were cheering for him. And then I thought it was like watching a car wreck. It was kind of like I couldn't take my eyes off it watching people cheer for evil. But now it kind of pisses me off and it's disgusting. And you should be ashamed of yourself. And you should, I would wear a, a face, a cover your whole face because now everyone knows you're a racist, buddy. But I guess, you know, if you want it out in the open, I guess that's, that's good. Then you'll have other racist friends, and that's it. Find you a nice racist girlfriend and raise nice racist children. And the hate will go on and on and on and on. It'll be more hate every generation and less love. And that's the legacy you really want to leave? I don't think you do, because I think, like LL Cool J, that all people are inherently good. All people are inherently good. 
that's what I got from my Italian side. My Italian side was a family unit. They could handle loving a black person. They were a strong, loving unit. And I know that because I have pictures of that unit from the turn of the century. A family portrait when my grandmother looked to be about two. There's nine girls and five boys. The boys are like ages six through 12 or 13 and there's one tall one in the back that looks to be maybe 30 she looks like lurch their last name was zappo they were italian and they loved everyone in the family equally without condition my irish side however there are no family pictures from way back. The only story I have is my father once told me that his grandfather, whose father had abandoned the family, found him once working as a doorman at a club owned by Tammany Hall. That's some Irish politics there. So that might be where I get my... my fight. And then I have a quarter German that I, that I know nothing about. But I am 50% Italian, 25% German, 25% Irish, and 100% immigrant. And I love this country for letting us come and letting us procreate, love, and blossom, and fight, and forgive, and do all the things that families do. And it makes a difference when the head of the family is benevolent. Which is so not the case. What do we have? We have the gaslighting king of New York. Gaslighting, I heard again today. Uh, who said it? Chuck Todd said it. He said it. No, or Willie Geist. One of them said it. he's... It's been bounced around a lot lately. But not enough. You're acting like people know what it means. They don't. Explain it to them. It means we're in an abusive relationship with our own fucking leader. And we need out. That's... Can't you feel it? That's what I feel. People want out of this fucking bullshit. This is not America. This is not America. We can do better. And that's what I love. And that's what I think can happen. And I pray. I pray for it. And I pray for you. Whatever great 
minds, whatever great leaders are out there, just have a heart and keep it. And don't gaslight, because gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or a group covertly sow seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or group, making them question their own memory, perception, or judgment, often evoking in them a continued dissonance and other changes, including low self-esteem. It's a form of emotional abuse where the abuser manipulates situations repeatedly to trick the victim into distrusting their own memory. It's an insidious form of abuse. That's what he did to you with Obamacare. He made you think it was this big bad thing because a black man came up with it. And you were out there screaming with him saying, Obamacare sucks. And now... I hope you feel kind of like an idiot, but it's okay. Just fight for it. Fight for it. He hasn't taken it away yet. He's trying. He wants... That's your insurance. It's not just mine. It's yours. He wants to take it away. He's going to scream, boogeyman, boogeyman, and you're going to go, lock him up, lock him up, and then he's going to take the health insurance away because you just, you just cheered him on to do it. Problem is, that's my insurance too, so fuck you. Come on. We can do better. We can do better. Fight for the insurance. That's your insurance. That's my insurance. Don't let him cheer one thing and do another, because that's what he's doing. That's what, he, that's what he's doing. That's what he does. It's always, look over here, look over there. I'm going to say something crazy, say something crazy, but really I'm doing something else. And it ain't good for you. Alright, well I really do appreciate that you listened, all of you. I really do appreciate it. And I really do hope, uh, if you have any uh, suggestions for signs for uh, the protest, I'm going to throw out what I'm thinking. I've got like tons of... I'm not going to bother you with them. There's too many of them. But if you have any ideas, I, I have a couple ideas, and I think I know what I like, but I want to throw that out there in case someone had some, you know, piece of gold that I could show off. All right, I love you all, and thanks for listening, and uh, please share it with someone who does or does not have time for it, and let's boogie. Let's... Please wear a mask. I'm wearing... Did you wear a mask today? At all the right times? Do better tomorrow. It really helps. It helps everybody. I wear it... Oh, if I go Saturday, you better believe I do... I do mask and goggles. And maybe I'll add the gloves this time, but... We'll see. I might even take you with me. I might even podcast... I'm thinking I'll start the podcast, you know, when I make the sign in the early in the day before I go down, and then I'll pick it up when I'm down there, and we'll see how it goes. It might be interesting, and it might not be, but.
but I'll take you with me and we'll see how it goes. All right, again, thank you for your time. Get out there. Stand up for your brother. Love your neighbor. Stand up for your neighbor. Don't, don't settle. Don't settle for thoughts and prayers. That's bullshit. Let's get out in the streets. That's what they're giving us. They're giving us thoughts and prayers. They're saying, we'll encourage, discourage the chokehold. That's, that's the same as thoughts and prayers after you gun down our children. Fuck you. Do something. Come on, people. Don't, don't get soft on these guys. We got them, we got them thinking something different. So let's, let's keep it united. Keep it bold. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. More than you think. More than you know. Stand up, white people. Stand up, white people. Hope to see you out there. Let's make it a Frank Capra America. It's the people that make it beautiful. Now let's make it the people who make it govern. Start over. Rebirth of a nation. Rebirth of a nation. That's what I want to hear someone say. That's what I want to hear a leader say. We can do it. The rebirth of a nation. Maybe that's what this pain is. Maybe it's the pain of rebirth. I've always imagined that giving birth would... It would make sense if that was the most excruciating pain on earth while alive. That that cusp of pain and of hurt and pure life. Maybe these are just uh, birthing pains and we can rebirth this bitch. What do you say? Sound the alarm? Let's do it. See you out there. Wear a mask. God love you and God bless you.